0: Helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and award-winning psychotherapist. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Show. Today's show is another good one. The title of today's show is The Surprising Power of Gratitude. And as a text for today's radio show, I will be using the text from 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18, which reads as follows, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This may seem like a rather obscure and unusual text from which to launch a mental health radio show on the benefits of gratitude. However, a picture of, of what the church at Thessalonica was going through at the time this letter was written, may help you to understand the true significance of these words, how they apply to our lives today, and how they are pertinent to a mental health radio show on The Surprising Benefits of Gratitude. The exploration of this topic today will begin with the background to the Apostle Paul's teaching. But we will refer extensively to scientific research that shows the profound wisdom of Paul's teaching. Yes, research after research show that gratitude is good for you in numerous ways. In a nutshell, the, the radio show today will highlight six benefits of gratitude and will also give specific tips on how to practice gratitude effectively. But let's go back to the context in which this text was given, this text to give thanks in all circumstances. Thessalonica was built by Cassander, a general under Alexander the Great, in 315 BC. He chose this place for its excellent location and named it after his wife, Thessalonica, who was the half-sister of Alexander the Great. We are told by historians that the vast majority of the Population of two hundred thousand people were deeply involved in the worship of Emperor Augustus or other forms of heathen worship. The Concordia Theological Quarterly, a two thousand eight edition, uh, that wrote on that came under the title "The Pagan Setting of Paul's Mission in Thessalonica," says that there were several different types of worship involved in the city. There were the worship of the Egyptian gods. There were the worship of the Greek gods. But then there were certain cults that uh, people flocked to because of the the promiscuity and and the sexual immorality that were part of those cults. One cult that was named in the article is the Cult of Caiaphas, it is a cult whose God promoted fertility and protected sailors. These cults offered liturgical rites, and the social calendar of the entire city revolved around this cult. So it's believed that in 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 to 19, where Paul talks about a sexual purity, that he was referring to the sexual immorality that were involved in that cult and instructing believers to try to remain pure sexually despite all that is happening around them in first Thessalonians 5 verse 5 to eight Paul also talks about the works of darkness and drunkenness that were part of that city. in addition to that the believers at Thessalonica was also faced with the the need to swear their their allegiance to to, to Caesar and so one of the, One of the historians uh, quote an oath that had to be sworn by citizens of that time. And it reads as follows. The oath reads as follows. I swear that I will support Caesar Augustus, his children and descendants throughout my life in word, deed and thought that in whatsoever concerns them I will spare neither body nor soul nor life nor children, that whenever I see or hear anything being said, planned or done against them, I will report it. And whomever they regard as enemies, I will attack and pursue with arms and the swords by land, and by C. So I'm painting this picture to say it is in the this it's against this background that Paul writes to this, the, the believers who is in the church in Thessalonica and he says, In every circumstance, give thanks. It's against this background that the church was established. And it is with this background in mind that we want to explore the possibility that it's possible to give thanks in any circumstance. First of all, let me say what Paul is not saying. Paul is not saying that you are to give thanks for circumstances in your life. He's saying you're to give thanks in the circumstances. And there is a big difference. He was not asking the believers at Thessalonica who were being persecuted to give thanks for the persecution. But what he's saying to them is that despite the persecution and what is happening around you, you can give thanks. And as a matter of fact, the church in Thessalonica is a good news story because the the book of Thessalonica tells us that that church was a model church for other churches and that the the, 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 the believers there were thriving in their fate. So the first of the the, the six points that I want to cover today under this surprising, benefits the first benefit of gratitude that we know from studies that we have done See, i've looked extensively at the background now i want to go to the points themselves and i think it's important for us to keep that background in mind because whatever you are going through i think it may pale in 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 comparison to what the people of thessalonica went through So the first of the six points that I want to cover today under the surprising benefit of gratitude, the surprising power of gratitude, is that gratitude erases toxic emotions. Researchers tell us that a lot of what we call feelings are really uh, neural activations in the neocortical regions of the brain. And so, what they observe is that when people expresses gratitude, or or gives gratitude in some way, or journal about gratitude, that there is an activation that takes place in that region of the brain, and that that activation leads to them feeling better, and that many people who in group studies who wrote letters of gratitude for example that these people ended up ended ended up feeling better and recovering from whatever it is that they were suffering from, whatever mental uh, condition that they were suffering from. So we know from these studies that gratitude, it's not just something that you do that has no benefit, but there's an actual activation, actual changes that is taking place in the brain, and that if it is practiced Repeatedly, that the benefits from gratitude last a long time. In many of these studies, they are saying that several months after these exercises, the participants still benefited from the activation in their brain that was caused by practicing gratitude. Uh, Some researchers are saying that gratitude would be, if it was a medication, it would be a miracle medication because of the, the many benefits that it has. So that's one of the benefits, and I'll cover more. So the first one is that it erases toxic emotion. The second point is that gratitude improves your physical Health. Robert A. Emmons, Ph.D., is one of the world's leading scientific experts on gratitude. He's a professor of psychology at the University of California, and he states that he has studied. Uh, over a thousand people when it comes to the benefit of gratitude and he says the, the people that he have studied range from age 8 to 80 and he has found a number of health benefits and one of the things that he found from his study is that gratitude leads to stronger immune systems and that gratitude also lowers a person's blood. Pressure. So that's very important to note. So if you're practicing gratitude, you're actually helping yourself to fight off diseases better. And in this age of the coronavirus, uh, practicing gratitude might be one of the way of protecting yourself against the virus because studies show that it improves your immune system, and you could also be protecting yourself against stroke and heart condition by the fact that it also helps to regulate your blood pressure. The third benefit of gratitude is that gratitude reduces anxiety and depression. So gratitude does this because it reduces the stress hormones. And as a result of the reduction in the stress hormones that we carry, a person's anxiety and depression becomes less the more that they practice gratitude. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic The Surprising Power of Gratitude. You can find out more about our not-for-profit organization at elimcounselingministry.com or by calling 1-877-544-3546. Your donations help us stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Back to Michael. The fourth surprising power of gratitude is that gratitude improves sleep quality. Studies show that people who practice gratitude, that this activates a region of the brain that is called the hypothalamus. And the hypothalamus is that part of the brain out of which sleep, that also controls sleep function. And they're saying that by practicing gratitude, the hypothalamic regulation triggered by gratitude helps us to get deeper and healthier sleep every day, naturally, every day. And so if you are struggling to sleep and you're having sleep difficulty, gratitude, practicing gratitude will will help with your sleep. It is said that a brain that is filled with gratitude is more likely to sleep better and wake up feeling refreshed and energetic every morning. This is out of research that was done by Zan and, and, Zan and other colleagues in 2009. The fifth surprising power of gratitude is that gratitude reduces pain yes if you're having aches and pain and nothing seems to be working and or even if you're on medication that seems to be working another weapon that you can have in your arsenal is to practice gratitude counting your blessings versus your burdens. A study conducted on evaluating the effect of gratitude and and physical well-being indicated that 16% of patients who kept a gratitude journal reported reduced pain symptoms and were more willing to work out and cooperate with their treatment procedures. So not only is it helping with the Symptoms, but that that they're feeling, but it is also helping them to to cooperate more with the treatment plan that they're engaging in. And so, the sixth benefit of gratitude is that people who practice gratitude feels less lonely and isolated there is a social function to gratitude as well and this method of practicing gratitude that leads to less feelings of loneliness calls for us to think consciously of who are the people in our lives that have been good to us who are the people that we can be thankful to for what they have done were the people that have helped us along the way and the research is saying that even writing a letter to someone to whom you have not communicated for with whom you have not communicated for many years just to write a letter saying thanks to that person can lead to you feeling less lonely and less isolated. And so gratitude builds relationship because it's quite possible that by being thankful to someone, it creates this social this social interaction with that person. As a matter of fact, that's what the research is showing, that people who practice gratitude, that there is something about gratitude that is reciprocated by the persons to whom we say thanks, Thank you. And for, for people that we end up uh, showing gratitude to, it builds the relationship with those people. So if you're lonely, if you're feeling isolated, start thinking about who it is in your life that you can you can be, be thankful, you can show gratitude to. So, in summary, all of these six points that we have talked about today, all of those six points that we have talked about today, in summary, what we are saying is that gratitude produces happiness. If you are practicing gratitude and all of these things that we have talked about is being being present in your life, you are being freed from having toxic emotion, your physical health is improving. Your anxiety and your depression is decreasing. Your sleep quality is improving. Your pain symptoms are being reduced through gratitude, and you're feeling less lonely and less isolated, this leads to a person feeling happier overall. So the researchers are also saying that gratitude leads to happiness. And so it's not the other way around where people sometimes think that if we are somehow happy enough, then we will be able to be thankful for the things that we have in life. Researchers are saying it's the actual opposite. You give thanks for, for in, in whatever situation you are, and as a result of that, happiness follows. One of the criticism against Christianity is that people have said that Christianity is the pie-in-the-sky religion. You know, you suffer, suffer, suffer in this world, and then you have these good things that are waiting for you when you get to heaven. This is not what the research is showing. The research is showing that Paul's admonition to the Thessalonians that they should practice gratitude, that they should give thanks in all things, that as they give thanks in all things, that their level of happiness in this life will be increased. And so The things that we sometimes take for granted as simple things are yet very profound things. And the simple instruction by the Apostle Paul that was given over 2,000 years ago are now showing by studies that are being done that it is very effective and very powerful. Give thanks in all all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So let me now go to the second part of this show where I'm going to be giving tips on how to practice gratitude. And let me say that again, as I said at the beginning of the show, practicing gratitude in your situation is not the same as practicing gratitude for your situation so you might be going through an illness a life-threatening illness and it's it's something that you' you cannot be happy about that you cannot give thanks for but in the midst of that, illness, there might be things that you can be thankful for. You might be thankful for the fact that you have family members who care about you. You might also be thankful for the fact that you live in a a country where you are getting very good Uh, very good health care. You might be thankful for the fact that, despite the fact that you're ill, you are still alive, and there are things that you can do that many people cannot do, uh, even though they they don't have a life-threatening illness. And so, the point I am making here is that there is always something in your life that you can give thanks for. And so, Let me zero in more on the the, the specific way in how this can be done. One of the things that you can do is to keep a gratitude journal. So write down the things that you can give thanks for and share it with people in your life to let them know that you're thankful for the things that 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 may involve them as well you can be thankful to your pastor that you go to a church where you are you are receiving sound doctrine. You can be thankful you know to your partner, to your husband or your your wife that you're in a relationship with someone who genuinely cares about you. Many people do not have that, and the relationship might be rocky in other ways, but you can be thankful for things while you are working on the other areas of the relationship. So keeping a gratitude journal. Involves writing down what you are thankful for, and and reading it before before you start each day, and reading it before you go to bed each night. And what I have found from my clients who practice this is that many people who come in to me where they're having panic disorders and they're having anxieties and they 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 can't sleep many of these people who start practicing this gratitude journal they have better sleep and they wake up the next morning they don't have the panic attacks that they would have in starting their day and they're functioning a lot better in life again it seems like a simple thing but it is very very important and many people people do not do the simple things because it sounds too good to be true so this reminds me of the 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 in the old testament of naaman who came to the prophet and who wanted to be healed and the prophet say go and dip seven times in the jordan river and he was upset because he was saying this is not a great river this is not a very profound thing for me to do to dip seven times and he thought it was a little bit disrespectful a little bit beneath him to dip in in the river but he was encouraged by one of his servants who said to him you know master if the prophet had asked you to do some big thing wouldn't you have done it and so he humbled himself and he dipped in the river and he was made Whole. So I think it's the same thing with gratitude journals. Many people hear these things and they think it is too simple. They can't see the benefit of writing, so they don't do it. But for the people who practice gratitude journal, they see the results and the results are not going to come. You do it one day and then the next day you're going to feel as if you're happy and you're over your depression. It's like going to the gym. You have to practice this for weeks. And as you do more and more of the journaling, you will notice that things will begin to shift in your life. Another way that you can practice gratitude is to write a letter to someone whom you should have thanks, but you should have thanked for something but didn't get around to. Maybe the person is now gone and you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I should have been thankful to mom while she was alive for what she meant to me. You can still write a, a letter, a gratitude letter to to your mom or to whoever that person is expressing your gratitude. And it seems like a strange thing because you're saying, well, the person is not getting it. No, the letter is for you. Because just by writing that letter, the part of your brain that deals with emotions, the amygdala, doesn't know what's real and what's not. That's why people can be can be scared by a movie because it, it's processed by the brain. The movie is processed by the brain as being real while you are watching it. And so it's the same with writing these kinds of letter. If you write this letter, this gratitude letter, your brain will process it as if you are really telling your mom thanks for what You did for what she did, and that you didn't thank her for while she was alive. Another way of practicing gratitude is to. Write a thank you note and leave for someone. Maybe it's someone in your department that you work and you're thankful for what they have done for you, for some tasks that they have done, some task that they have done for you. Just writing a thank you note and saying thank you. Develop the habit of writing thank you notes. And this might be a uh, sound again like a simple thing, but as you express thank you to people around you, You'll begin to appreciate life a lot more. You'll begin to be more thankful and you'll begin to experience the benefits that we talked about at the beginning. As we looked at the six powerful benefits of gratitude. Another thing that you can do is to pray. Prayer is also a way of giving thanksgiving. When we think about prayer, a lot of times we think it's always about asking God for something. God, I need this new car, or God, I need a a bigger house, or God, I need a miracle. But prayer can be thanking God. Thanking God for the things that you have in your life. Cultivate a prayer life. Of gratitude, where you spend at least five minutes each day just thanking God for what you already have. If your prayer is always about what you don't have, happiness is always going to be the thing ahead of you that you're trying to get and you just can't get to it. But if you begin to thank God for the things that you have, happiness will come to you and you will begin to feel Happy despite the circumstances in your life. So there you have it, the, the powerful, the surprising power of gratitude. And if you have missed the first part of this show, you can access it by going to our website, elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. We also want to remind you that we are a not-for-profit organization, so we count on your support to pro- continue to provide podcasts like these and to stay on the air. So if you have not donated to us as yet, please consider doing so by going to our website or by calling us at 1-877-544-3546. We also want to remind you that there are over 200 podcasts on our website that you can access by going to our YouTube channel from our website that has many different topics uh, like this one that you can listen to and put things in place that can help you in your journey. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.